0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. A court case continues in Kent County where a judge is hearing testimony from two different groups that both claim to be the Michigan Republican Party. At stake most immediately is where the official Michigan GOP convention will be held on March 2nd. That's where delegates will gather to vote on a presidential candidate and elect congressional district delegates for the Republican National Convention in July. Where that convention is held is in debate. Ousted Chair Christina Caramo is setting up the event in Detroit. Newly approved Chair Pete Hoekstra is planning for Grand Rapids. For the Berrien County GOP, Secretary Victory Woodall says local delegates are asking where to cast their votes. We told them it was their decision where they want to go. Um, we advised them of the court case that's pending. Um, the general feel in the room was that many people wanted to wait and see if that judge, um, you know, gave some clarity. But then we also go back to, you know, the official paperwork we got regarding the district convention that was approved by the state committee tells our delegates to go to Huntington Place, Detroit. Woodall says personally she believes Chair Hoekstra should have joined the Detroit event. I feel like he should have just gone to the one in Huntington Place and fought it out with Christina All the delegates wouldn't have to pick one place or another and be disenfranchised and they would still get to vote. They'd all be in one place and he and Christina could work it out on their level and wait for the court case to be decided. Testimony in the case resumes today. A decision stopping Caramo from acting as the party chair could come this week. With early voting now underway across Michigan for the first time ever, in-person turnout locally has been slow. Berrien County Clerk Sharon Tyler tells us the South County early voting site has 95 voters as of Wednesday morning, while the North County site had 96 voters for a total of 191 votes. For Saturday and Sunday and having Monday as a presidential holiday for most people, the voting turnout has been very slow. But when we went to the normal work week on Tuesday, we've seen a change in numbers. The Marion County Clerk's Office is handling early voting for all municipalities in the county except Benton Township and Bainbridge Township. Those two decided to manage early voting themselves. Benton Township Clerk Carolyn Phillips told us she wanted to give residents a way to vote early without traveling far. It's a little bit more work, but I don't think it's a big problem. I think our residents like it being here. Benton Township had 46 votes cast between Saturday and Tuesday. Bainbridge Township had 15. Statewide, about 18,000 early votes have been cast in person, while nearly 750,000 absentee votes have been sent in. Tyler reminds those who do vote in the primary, they'll have to choose which party's primary they're voting in. You can pick a nonpartisan ballot, but there won't be anything on it other than school millage renewals if you happen to live in a district where they are seeking one. As we learned earlier this week, the Great Lakes have seen record low levels of ice cover this winter. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says the percentage of the lakes covered with ice was in the single digits for much of February. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers coastal engineer Jim Sullivan tells us the shoreline is usually protected from erosion in the winter by ice cover. A complex of ice builds out into the lake as the winter goes on, and basically it armors the shoreline. So like all the shore protection that we see on the Great Lakes, stopping the energy of the waves from hitting the bluffs, which is what we care about because we built our infrastructure on top, shore ice has the same effect. With less ice cover, Sullivan says the coast faces a risk of more erosion. He tells us climate forecasts anticipate continued dwindling of ice coverage each winter, so ongoing maintenance along the shoreline to prevent erosion may be needed moving forward. Sullivan adds because of the way sand moves, marinas and harbors may be looking at a need for more frequent dredging in the future. State Senator Eric Nesbitt tells us more about why he wants the governor to release a second budget. Senator Nesbitt tells us that Governor Gretchen Whitmer's first budget proposal will either result in a tax increase or potential borrowing from the teacher pension fund to make ends meet. That's because it assumes rolling back the income tax cut from last year that was triggered by the 2015 law. Her budget's built upon that, but there's a lawsuit going on right now from small business owners and from taxpayers and some legislators saying that the tax increase is illegal, there wasn't an actual vote in the legislature, and so that's going to go to the Court of Appeals, and so her budget's built on that, along with a $670 million transfer that she's doing to raid the teacher pension fund to spend on some other activities in her education budget. Nesbitt says taking money out of the teacher pension fund will only lead to problems later. As for the income tax cut, the Michigan Court of Appeals will decide if the income tax rollback triggered by state law in 2023 should be permanent or increase back to prior levels. Nesbitt says state lawmakers started talking about the budget this week in committee. The legislature generally seeks to have a new budget in place by July. Retired Congressman Fred Upton says Republican efforts to impeach President Joe Biden are dead on the vine. Speaking to CNN yesterday, Upton said revelations that former FBI informant Alexander Smirnoff passed bad information to House Republicans regarding Hunter Biden's business dealings effectively kill the impeachment inquiry. I think they got ahead of their skis. I really do. They didn't have the evidence. It was a reluctant group of Congress to move forward. And now, I think, almost a nail in the coffin. Not all of what Upton said was good for Biden. Upton was asked if polls in Michigan should have Democrats worried. Yeah, they should be worried. Trump won Michigan narrowly, 12,000 votes or so, back in 2016. He lost it by 154,000 in 20. The polls show that Trump is up by eight, eight to 10 points. Upton said the Palestinian issue is hurting Biden in Michigan. Turning over to Trump, Upton said it's ridiculous that the former president compared himself to Russian dissident Alexei Navalny. And as for Congress, Upton said it's become a do-nothing body with a total of only 39 public laws approved so far. He noted many of them are related to minor issues like honorary names for post offices. With many important issues waiting for action, he said they've got to get the job done. State Representative Pauline Wenzel has announced the return of the Southwest Michigan School Spirit Tournament tournament invites high schools throughout the 39th district to send in photos of students showing their school pride it's styled like an NC2A basketball tournament with brackets schools will compete for bragging rights a trophy a tribute and a chance to pick a politician's pocket as wenzel will personally make a $500 donation to the winning school's department of choice wenzel says school spirit encompasses a wide range of activities from band drama robotics athletics and the arts and no area of the state, she says, has as much spirit as southwest Michigan. We have a link to the tournament rules at our website, wsjm.com. The Benton Township Board of Trustees this week approved some changes to the Employee Handbook to make management of staff simpler. One change would make township employees at-will employees rather than just cause employees. Township attorney Andy Gordon told us what that means. At will basically is just a legal classification where an employee or the employer can terminate the employment relationship. And what the courts typically say is for any reason or for no reason at all, as long as it's not an unlawful reason. I mean, just cause, it's more typical of a union contract. That just means if there's going to be discipline or termination of an employee for misconduct, then it's subject to principles of just cause. That would include things like arbitration. Clerk Carolyn Phillips said that has proven costly and time-consuming in the past. However, Treasurer Debbie Boothby disagreed with the change from the just cause to at-will. Every four years, there's an opportunity of turnover for the employees. At-will could leave the employees open to indiscriminate termination. And I just have a problem with that. Most workers in the United States are employed on an at-will basis. Also changed this week was the paid time off model for township employees. Now instead of having separate sick days and vacation days, both will be merged into one category. Boothby voted against the changes with the rest of the board voting in favor. The first charges have been filed under Michigan's new gun laws. They've been handed down to a Flint man whose two-year-old daughter accidentally shot herself on Valentine's Day. Genesee County Prosecutor David Layton says the shooting happened just one day after the laws went into effect. This is the first case in Michigan where an individual has been charged with violating the Firearm Safe Storage Law. The law, which was sponsored by Senator McDonald Rivett, went into effect one week ago today. This incident occurred the very next day. 44-year-old Michael Tolbert has been charged with violating the new safe storage law and child abuse. The two-year-old is in critical condition. And if you're looking for an outdoor job this summer, the Michigan DNR is hiring summer workers. There are jobs for temporary wildlife workers across the state. They're also filling full-time peak season and on-call wildlife firefighters plus foresters and forest technicians. In all, they're looking to fill 1,300 part-time jobs and 60 seasonal park rangers. Jobs are posted online at michigan.gov slash jobs In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.